It's time for the podcast that features two guys that register on the Richter scale when they go up and down the stairs. It's the Morning Five, sponsored by the Parian Lawyers. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. <gasps> His ability to suck in these balls. <gasps> Sounds like a case of the Mondays. Grab your balls. <gasps> When you come in on Monday and you're not feeling real well, does anyone ever say to you, sounds like someone has a case of the Mondays? I believe you get your ass kicked saying something like that, man. Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. It is the morning five. We've reached Monday, August 28th, 2023. And today's podcast is brought to you by the Perry and Lawyers. But let's go and talk about Cherry Turnover Day. National Cherry Turnover Day, Bryce. I don't think Cherry a cherry turnover to be honest with you really i don't think i have i don't um cherry turnover i'd probably be in for it because i do love uh cherry like cherry desserts and it reminds me i i don't know but just cherry turnover that name just off the top of my head reminds me of like those fried cherry pies that i used to love as a small little child and still love those but i've, I've never had an actual cherry turnover i don't think yeah and that's that's always a fun thing to have uh, is those fried pies. And there's a fried, uh, the Harrelson County Fried Pie Festival is coming up uh, next month, I want to say. Uh, like in maybe. Sure. If you say so. I think so. All right. Breaking news. Uh-oh. We've got breaking news. All right. So we have to begin the podcast with this, Bryce. After 20 years of being gone, the band formerly known as NSYNC is getting back together. All right. Even ever so briefly. Are they they doing a tour or are they doing an album? What are they doing? What are they getting back together for? So apparently Justin Timberlake is coming back for um, Trolls another episode or another version of the movie trolls okay and this one is called band together and they are going to get where poppy founds finds out that branch jt's character uh was in a don't know who any of these people are but okay (laughs) you haven't seen the movies no okay well you know look sometimes you watch some stupid stuff because of kids um no i make them watch whatever i want to watch (laughs) <laughs> you sit down and shut up. Uh, We're watching this. So apparently, they're uh, they find out that JT's character was in a boy band, and um, at some point during the movie, there will be a in sync song, a new in sync song um, that they are producing for the song or for the movie itself. Well, it sounds like that movie is a shoe in for an Emmy. So can't wait to I watch mean, that one. That's it's a it's just a big thing that Insync is back, dude. Insync's back. Um, you know, it, there's I don't know if you've seen this, but there were rumors going around that there's this this year's halftime show will be heavily boy banded. Oh, really? For the for the Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah. No, I haven't seen that. Yeah, like bats back actually boys in sync in ninety eight degrees. Wow. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, there was there's been a lot. I've seen it a lot. You ever watch the halftime show? I know a lot of people do. I don't I I haven't watched yeah. a halftime show. I haven't watched a full halftime show. I I can't I don't know when. 
I don't know when the last time I watched a full halftime show of the Super Bowl was. Yeah, I, I watched it. I don't know if it. I ever have, honestly. It w- I'm not sure if I watched it last year. I know I did the year before. The year before was with Eminem and Dre and um, a couple others, but I can't remember. Like, I, I definitely watched that one. Um, Snoop Dogg was in that one. Yeah, that was. I think. I think at that halftime, I walked out of the house and just went outside because it was nice outside. We had a little bonfire and had a couple beers at halftime. I didn't. I don't even know who performed last year. I didn't watch last year's. The last one I can remember watching a couple minutes of was um, uh, was it Bruno Mars or The Weekend? Now I can't even remember. I guess I didn't yeah, watch that one. Back. Yeah, I think I watched a couple minutes of that one. I don't know. The halftime show for the Super Bowl is my time to go get snacks and refill my beverages and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, over the weekend, the Braves handled the Giants, took two or three from them on Friday night. The Braves uh, won five to one. Michael Harris, that game will be known as the Michael Harris game. Three for four, two RBIs, two stolen bases, a home run. Um, and I don't know if I you saw the video I sent you, I think, on TikTok, but there's a reason. Like, I love this team, man. And Michael Harris stole... Um, he stole two on Friday, but one of the one of the bases he stole, he stole, like slid in the second, and then just turned around and looked at uh, the the infielder who was I can't remember if shortstop or second baseman, but he looked at the infielder and just shook his head and had a smirk on his face, like, "Dude, you ain't catching me. Y'all ain't getting me. <laughs> Y'all ain't getting me, pal. No point to throw down. I'm already here." Uh, Matt Olson had two RBIs as well. Ozuna also added an RBI, and we're going to talk about Ozuna here in a second. Oof. Spencer Strider, seven innings pitched, three hits, one earned, one walk, nine strikeouts. That'll do. That's all right. Yeah, that's, you know, yeah. uh, maybe C-minus maybe for that pitching outing. Uh, that'll do. Yeah. <laughs> On Saturday, the Braves beat the Giants 7-3. to three. Olson and Arcia had two RBIs apiece. Lopez, Riley, and Rosario all added an RBI. Max Freed got hit around a little bit. Six innings pitched, six hits, two earned, two walks, eight Ks. I'll still take it for sure, for sure. Yeah, not it's uh it's it's not the outing that we want to see Max have like when the playoffs roll around. But for where he is, for I mean he's still he's still rehabbing. He's still in in April mode for uh for the for the Braves. So where he's at right now, I'll take it as long as he's healthy and pitching well when the playoffs roll around. Yeah, yeah, give it to me, Max. Yeah. Uh, and then yesterday, <clears throat> Braves fall to the Giants, eight to five. Ozuna and Darno had two RBIs apiece. Lopez added an RBI. Jared Schuster, who had the spot start for, um, who who was the kid that I've already forgotten the kid's name that had sucked so bad. Oh, Chorizo. Um, yeah, Chorinos. That's right. Um, Jared Schuster stepped in for him, four and two thirds innings, four earned, three Ks. Maybe it's that spot in the rotation. Yeah, yeah, not 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 great. I hope that spot in the rotation is being saved for Tyler Wright when he comes back because he's making he's he's, he's making pro uh, uh, rehab starts. So hopefully that's a hopefully that's a Kyle Wright spot right there. Tyler Tyler Wright is is not going to be stepping into that spot. You never know. You never know. He, he might have some hidden hidden talents. <laughs> Coach Tyler Wright might have some hidden talents. He can come out there and throw some uh, some nasty changeups. Over his last eleven games, eleven games, Bryce Marcelo Zuna is now batting eighteen for thirty six, three doubles, six bombs, thirteen ribbies. 
He's hit 27 of his 29 homers since the start of play on May 2nd. And that's just in a span of 95 games. When he's hot, he's hot, dude. When he is hot, he is hot. Uh, and when he's not, he's not. So right now, Marcella has been super hot. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. Can we, can we squeeze in a cold streak right before the playoffs start? I think we can. I think we can. I don't, I don't, I don't want. I don't want to. I oh. want him. I want this hot streak to continue through the playoffs. <laughs> well, him, well, that's what I'm saying. We need it. We need the hot streak to to end soon, so he can get the cold streak out of the way before the playoffs start. That way, he can get back on the hot streak train. Just like you know, you and I have been talking about timing Bryce Elder's starts correctly so that he has two good starts in the playoffs. You got to get those two yeah. crappy starts out of the way in the regular season. <laughs> uh, this note from Kevin McAlpin was great. Braves pitching the staff in August. Rotation is 338 ERA, 78 earned runs, and 208 innings pitched. The bullpen has a 2.08 ERA, 18 earned runs, and 78 innings pitched. And it's I, just I, I want to say both of those ERAs are top five in the major leagues. Yeah. I think. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And, and that's that's exactly what you need. For sure. For sure. Yeah. That's I mean it, it's 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 kind of crazy how good our pitching staff is combined with one of the historically best offenses baseball's ever seen. Like the fact that both of those have lined themselves up this year for the Braves. It, this really is a historic team. Uh, the pitching staff, the bullpen, the offense that we have. I mean, we're we're murderers row 2.0 almost. So, it's it's pretty it's it's fun to watch them night in and night out. It really is. It really has been. It's been a lot of fun. Bill, you know what else was fun this weekend? What's that? That's Land United. They route Nashville in a big game uh, that was played. You know, Nashville was only, I think Nashville and Atlanta United were like one point apart when this game started. So this was a big, big game. Uh, Silva. A four game winning streak, too, weren't they? Yeah, they were. They're now two points behind Atlanta United. So that was a, that was a big three points. We got another big midweek matchup coming up this week. Uh, we'll talk about that on Wednesday. Uh, but United routes Nashville four to nothing at home. Silva has twenty uh, scored in the twenty six minute. Almada they did keep that goal to Almada, so you're going to see a bunch of different score lines floating around everywhere. Um, you're going to see Almada with a goal and two assists. Almada with no goal. Almada with two assists and Almada with one assist. I believe the official stat. If you look on Apple, Apple TV does not use the official stat keepers that the MLS uses. So Apple did not uh, did not give a goal to Almada. They scored that as an own goal, but the official stat keepers for the MLS did give Almada a goal. So he had a goal and two assists in this game. Robinson with a big goal in the 57th minute. And then the new kid that I can't pronounce his name uh, scored in the 87th minute. I already turned it off by that point because it was, it was over. Uh, stats on the day: Shots were twenty to thirteen. Atlanta shots on target were eleven to one. Atlanta possession was fifty-one to forty-nine. Atlanta key passes were sixteen to nine. Atlanta and expected goals were three point eight eight to one point one seven in favor of Atlanta. Tiago Almada now leads the MLS with thirteen assists on the year and continues to lead the league in key passes with sixty-four. He had nine last night, getting close to double digits. I don't remember there ever being a five-stripe player have double-digit key passes in one game. It, it, Almada might be the first to achieve it this year. Atlanta United is now six wins, four losses, and four draws against teams above the current playoff cut line. The last time Atlanta United had back-to-back clean sheet wins by six-plus combined points, 
or six plus combined goals was September 15th uh, or September 10th through September 15th of 2021. So it's been uh, almost two years since we have had such a run. Atlanta United has now con- has now not conceded in 250 consecutive minutes, outscoring their opponents seven to nothing in that span. They are second in points earned since July 1st. They are first in goals allowed since July 1st, and they are only two points out of second place. The main question I have is what the hell was the, were those kits? I like those, man. Uh, yeah. I like those. I usually, don't, I usually don't like Atlanta United's about, third. You like, yeah, you, don't, you want to talk about you don't like certain kits because they, they have nothing to do with the Atlanta United colors or the team's colors, right? Now, now I will agree with you there. I'm, I know why the colors were the colors, but I, I I do agree with you on that. I wish they would have done the same design, but used Atlanta United colors. I'm with you on that one. Because that I watched that and I was like, "What the hell are we wearing?" I understand why they did it though. They they did it because of the Crog Street Bridge and the colors were inspired by the graffiti on the Crog Street Bridge. So I, I understand why it was that color. I would have rather them do you know red and black or gold or something like that. But I understand why they used the neon colors. It it makes sense when you listen why because it's it, it's representative of the Crog Street Bridge and all the art that goes under there. And you know that's all neon. That's all neon coloring. So I understand why they did it. Bryce, we finished up uh, week two of the of the Friday Night Lights on Friday night, and that was a blast. We you got to call your first game in the year. Had a tough game. And we'll get to that here shortly. But uh, let's talk about Bremen. Second three from the 10. Shotgun, twins to the left. Straight give to McPherson. He's going to cut to the inside. Run over guy. Bounce to the outside. He's got some running room. Runs through. Touchdown. Bremen. Trent McPherson would not be denied. That audio is courtesy of WBHS and, and uh, Tim Ericoizo. He's was able to help us out with uh, some of their audio to for our recap show. Yeah, yeah, and they have they have every single Bremen football game. You want to you want to listen, you want to watch to any Bremen football game, tune into Tim Ericuizo and WBHS, man. They do a great job of covering Bremen Blue Devils. Absolutely they do. Uh Bremen wins 10 to 7 over Harrison County. That's two consecutive rivalry rivalry, rivalry. wins rivalry. for for the for the Bremen Blue Devils and they've got a big one this week. Um, but probably something that stood out to me, the defense is just solid for, for Bremen. Like, yeah, it's, it's solid. It, it, it's really good, man. Once again, you know, Bremen's going to be one of those teams. that I think if you're not paying attention, they could probably jump up and bite you. Uh, but Harrelson County, Harrelson County holding Bremen to only seven. That was very impressive, especially or excuse me, holding Bremen to 10. That was impressive considering what we saw Bremen do to Heard County just a couple weeks ago. I mean, they they put up 24 quick points on Heard County and pretty much did just about whatever they wanted to do. So, you know, Harrelson County holding them to 10 and, and making it a ball game and making it a one-score game, impressive out of those Rebels. But Bremen going 2-0 on back-to-back rivalry games and then having a big rivalry game this week, I mean, it's – it's a it's a start of a murderer's row for the season for Bremen, and so far they've they've stood the test of time. And the week after the Bowden game this coming Friday, Bremen has off, and then they begin region play. So that's uh, you know I've talked with Rooster Russell, and he's like, I'm an idiot for scheduling these three <laughs> games before 
<laughs> At least you have a bye week in between the three rivalry games and region play. I mean, that's, you know, gives you a little bit of a break. Central 34, Bowden 14, and we've got this one. Josh Johnson to the right of Harris, who takes it in the shotgun. He's going to keep it. J.R. Harris. J.R. Harris! Everything the light touches is your kingdom. Welcome to Pride Rock. Touchdown, Lions! J.R. Harris keeps it on the ground and sails into the end zone and puts his Lions on top, 27-6. Coach, here they come. That's Drew Dickinson on Hometown Sports Media's uh, Central Station. And uh, that's something that Bryce has been screaming for for years. Yeah. Lean into the Lion King thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Lean Lean into that theme, baby. And and they did. Uh, Central 134 to 14. Um, Bryce, I said it. I said it on the podcast last week. I said it was going to be two touchdowns, didn't I? Yep. And it turned out to be three. Um, So it's, um, yeah, I I just basically saw how the game went. And it it was defensively, Central looked pretty solid. Um, Gave up a touchdown in, in the first and second half, and that was pretty much it. Um, and outside of that, man, they they looked solid, um, forcing fumbles, forcing you know just that forcing Bowden to do something they didn't want to do, and um, yeah, Central Central got a big dub on Friday night. How'd that Bowden offense look, man? Because I said it after the Manchester game that it looked a little disjointed and unimaginative. Did, did it look any better against uh, Central Friday night? Uh, at times, yes. At times, it did look a lot better, um, but there was also times that it didn't. Um, when Jordan Beasley's in, it, it looks like it flows a little bit better. Yeah, but when it's not, it's not. It doesn't flow as well. Um, Kyler McGrin is still, you know, he's still young, and he's still, um, you know, he's. I know he's a senior, but he's still, you know, this is his first full season of of making of these starts. So this is this is something that he's learning on the job. You know, so yeah, we'll, still get we'll used to replacing yeah. an entire offensive line and, and you know all that all that good stuff. Right. Uh Carrollton wins forty nine nothing. Didn't you know, nobody really thought that anything else was gonna be the difference. I'd be shocked yeah. if it was I'm, any any different. <laughs> uh big big game for for the Carrollton Trojans and then uh so that was a good bounce back game after last week yeah for sure and i think that um i think the kid that what's the kid that took over for hicks farmer farmer yeah kamari farmer yeah kamari farmer he had a big game uh i saw aj barge post on facebook his stats i can't find them now but i i know he had a monster game versus south pauling yeah and and talking with kate perry and um you know i asked him i said you know were you worried that when hicks went down he goes you know people in the know kind of understood that kamari farmer was or is just as talented and then there's another kid behind him that uh might be a four or five star running back wow so that's coming wow. up yeah so <laughs> uh that's something to pay attention to here we uh here we go kamari farmer had 10 carries 96 yards and three tuds yeah i'll take that let that sink All in let that sink in he almost averaged 10 yards per carry he carried the ball seven times to- or 10 times and only seven of those carries didn't end up in a touchdown Jeez. <laughs> That's nuts, dude. Absolutely nuts. Mount Zion uh, gets goes on the road for the first game of the year and, and gets a big win against Greenville, 33-18. to 18. Harris 
takes a snap and he's looking right. Whoops, hold on. That's the rule. Nope. That's, that was the wrong audio. One second. Israel will drop back and pass. Looking deep downfield. He's got Jerry Terrell. It's complete. Touchdown, Eagles. Knocked Israel with a 38-yard completion to Jerry Terrell. Coach Kenny Walker on the Mount Zion Eagles, or excuse me, on the Eagles Tigers Network, uh, courtesy of Hometown Sports Media, on the call. Uh, yeah, 33-18, a big win. Uh, that game was a baseball score at halftime, Bryce. It was 5-6. to six. <laughs> Casey texted me that, and I was like, what? Did you show up at a baseball game instead of a football game up down there in Greenville? Like, what's going on? 5-6, to six, how'd that happen? I, I think I asked Coach Brad Gordon about that afterwards. I said, Coach, I know that, I know that you coach baseball, but I five to six at halftime i mean could we have he goes man don't even get me started <laughs> um i want I, I need to ask casey how many water breaks they had down there too because i feel like every five minutes casey was texting me another water break another water break another water break yeah and their water breaks they put four minutes they stopped the clock they changed the clock to a four minute timer <laughs> put four minutes on the clock let them have a four minute water break and then put the time back on the clock. <laughs> but Casey oh. was telling him insane. I, I'm all for keeping kids hydrated and safe, but that's I think that's a that's a bit much. Uh yeah, so that's a that's a good win for Mount Zion. Um and hopefully they can move on to this week um and and get another win. They're back home this week, I believe. So um Moving on to Temple. Temple wins 41-14 over, excuse me, 41-13 over uh, Christian Heritage. I watched this game yesterday, and uh, they just dominated, Bryce. Over 300 yards rushing again, right? I think you told me. 384 yards on the ground. That's video game numbers, dude. That's like like me playing NCAA with uh, Navy video game rushing numbers. That's nuts, man. Holy crap, that's crazy. And I texted Corey Nix afterwards, and his quote was, we're just getting started. That's <laughs> that's awesome, man. I love to hear that out of Coach Corey Nix. So that's that's going to be fun. Uh, Corey, Corey and, and Temple will have Chattooga at home this coming Friday, and uh, I'd love to see them go to, you know, win number three. Um, you know, just, just a reminder, and this is something that Temple has never done before. They've never gone reached seven wins. In the program's history, have they so, ever have they ever started off the season three and zero? I do, I haven't checked. That'll be that'll have be to interesting. I'll have to check that today. Yeah, uh, that'll be that'll be interesting, and I think they can because I don't I don't think Chituga is going to give them much much fits. I agree with you. you. Know I, I think I think Temple should start three and zero. I think they're going to beat Chituga. I mean I mean I'm just trying to look I'm trying to look at these this schedule right here. Chituga I think Temple's better than. Lumpkin County. Do you know much about Lumpkin County? Uh, off the top of my head, no. I don't. I don't either. I mean, the next three games are Chattooga, Lumpkin County, and then at Pepple for Temple. I, what I, did they do last year? Uh, versus Pepple? No, uh, like the other two teams. Uh, I can. Oh no, I don't. I don't remember that. Um, I think. I think Temple. Temple lost to Lumpkin, uh, twenty-seven to twenty. They beat Chattooga forty-four to nineteen and beat Pepperell thirty-five to twenty-eight. That Pepperell game was close, um, but I mean, yeah, I, 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 I mean, theoretically, I would not be surprised to see Temple five and zero going into that Bowden game. 
That'd be that'd be huge. That would be massive. Seven, seven wins would be huge for this team. Yeah, um, and, and I, and, I think and they can. I think they can have five before the Bowden game. Finally, uh, Hebron Christian beat Villarica thirteen to six, and uh, we've got this one to go. Bell in the pistol. Behind him is Reed. Trips to the right. One wide receiver left. Let's see if we open up a little bit here. Second and nine. Reed moves over to the right side. It's going to be a quarterback keeper. He fakes the pitch and into the end zone for a touchdown. Zay Bell fakes the pitch to Caden Reed and takes it 14 yards. And the Villarica Wildcats are up six to nothing with 535 left in the first half, pending the PAT. And unfortunately, the PAT was no good because of a high snap. Yeah, it was not. They they rolled out and a high snap. The uh, Will Wallace was the holder. Rolled out and tried to throw it, and but there was just no one there. And yeah, not a great game, dude. Not a great game. Law uh, fell thirteen to sixteen to Hebron Christian. Hebron Christian had a phenomenal running back. Kid is probably going to go D one. They had two D one tackles, um, defense tackles, and we knocked we knocked their quarterback out of the game on the first drive. And then the backup quarterback, Bruce Barrett, came in, and Caleb Aker laid an absolute choo-choo train monster hit on their backup quarterback. Do what? That may have been your best call this year. <laughs> it was pretty it was pretty nuts, dude. It was it was one of the hardest hits I've ever seen on a football field in high school football. It, it was an NFL hit. Uh, knocked Barrett Bruce out and the the backup or the starting quarterback came back in, it was hobbled. And I haven't gone over the tape yet. I don't know what they did in the second half, but they changed up their blocking scheme a bit, and we were one step behind on every single inside uh, trap play, and they just they just ran it down our throat the rest of the second half. Um, and you know, holding holding Hebron Christian to thirteen is not bad for our defense, really. And the amount of the amount of time they were out there in the second half, I know they were winded. Um, the offense just couldn't get rolling. I don't know what it was; it couldn't get clicking. The chemistry wasn't there. Uh, we had, you know, four or five plays where we'd have a guy open streaking uh, down the sideline, and we just couldn't find him for one reason or another. So hopefully we hopefully we take that film, go back into the lab, and uh, figure out what went wrong and, and fix it for Northgate this week. All right. Uh, yeah, that's that's our Friday Night Live segment. Yeah, and the uh, the Marine South scoreboard from this weekend, all we had was uh, was football. Bremen victorious over Harrelson County. Bowden falls to Central 34-14. Carrollton over South Paulding 49-0. Mount Zion over Greenville 33-18. Temple over Christian Heritage 41-13. And Hebron Christian over Villarica 13-6. And nothing on the Stumpet Games and Events calendar. Uh, we got the Braves playing tonight versus the Dodgers. Um, but other than that, there's no softball, no, no volleyball, um, obviously no football. So... Nothing going on tonight. I know we're supposed to get some storms in the area this week, so nothing nothing going on tonight. Well, that's fun. Uh, I, I guess we kind of all need a, a day off because, dear Lord, man, this weekend was packed full of stuff. I know that you guys had some stuff on Saturday. Um, and then, you know, we'll see how this week works. I know Gavin's been – there's some optional practices that's been happening lately, but because optional. of heat – yeah, they're optional. Because of heat? We're kids. Oh, man. No, 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 no. Stop it. Stop it. They're optional that the coaches, I, I have not let Gavin go because of the heat because he's had some issues with heat before because of his, his asthma. Oh, I thought they were stop optional it. because of the heat. No, 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 no. I was about no, to go no. on a massive rant about baseball. No, 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 no. Yeah, you're 
so stop it. Canceled canceled baseball practice because of heat. You stop kidding it. me? It's that's stop. ridiculous. You stand around and don't do anything ninety percent of the time in baseball. Put some sunscreen on and drink some water. Stop being babies. Bryce, you need another cup of coffee? Uh, I do. I do indeed. Another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strong with the Robert Goo Real Estate Group. Uh, Simone Biles wins her record eighth U.S. Gymnastics Championship. She yeah. is a uh, she will go down as one of the greatest athletes of all time for sure, for sure. I, I like I don't I don't know gymnastics, but I'm going to assume she is the greatest gymnast of all time, right? Like, is that uh, pretty much solidified? She's definitely the most dedicated or like decorated. But yeah, I, I would think she's I don't I don't know gymnastics. I just I just know I've heard of Simone Biles more than any other gym, gymnast ever that I've ever heard of. So I, I would think Simone Biles going to go down as the greatest gymnast of all time. I would think. I don't know. If anybody knows Victor Hovland, tonight might be a day to Woo. like ask him for a shekel. Woo. <laughs> Kid is swimming. Kid is swimming in it. Victor Hovland stays hot, wins the Tour Championship in the FedEx Cup, uh, gets a nice, cool 15 mil for winning. <laughs> Needs something. Uh, was it 15 or 18? It, I don't know, I dude. Think, Anything. <laughs> I think it was 18 million. Hold on one second. Let me look. Uh, you, <laughs> may, uh, I thought... I it was 15, 10, and 5. Okay. Was a <laughs> so here it is. It's Hovland's second straight victory after he captured the BMW Championship at Olympia Fields in Illinois last week. His latest victory came with the FedEx Cup and an $18 million bonus. Victor Hovland, who's 24 <laughs> years old, Billy, 24 years old, has earned $21.6 million over the past two weeks. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, today today may not be a bad day to say, hey, hey man, you got like ten bucks? Yeah, a couple bucks you can spare. I need a new car, pal. Yeah, <laughs> over twenty over twenty million dollars in two weeks just playing eight rounds of golf. It's insane, crazy, insane, dude. just crazy. Uh, CJ Stroud has been named the Texans starter Whoa. following who preseason finale. Stroud, Stroud, CJ Stroud. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, did you watch him this game last he looked, night? He looked decent. Um, yeah, he looked fine. He didn't look, he didn't look terrible. Um, you know, threw his first touchdown of the preseason, which <laughs> the very last, the very yeah. last week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know, man. I guess, I guess, get Davis Duddy Mills behind you. He's not terrible. You're not gonna really lose anything. I don't know. It's, I'm ready for the regular season to start, dude. I, I'm I'm sick and tired of watching the Broncos beat the Rams 41 to nothing because nobody cares. Like it's just, I don't know, it's boring. And we're we're about what ten days? Uh, from let's see, seven, eight, not yeah, ten days from today's from today. Lions and Chefs. The Lions and Chefs kick off Thursday, September seventh at eight twenty p.m. That'll be good. I'll be home by I'll be home from practice by then. What's the line on that? The line on that is KC by six and a half. Wow. Yeah. Is it? It's at KC though. Right? It is in Chef City. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Uh, one other thing I forgot to throw on here: the uh, the Cowboys trade for Trey Lance for a fourth round draft pick. <laughs> <laughs> came yeah. out of came out of nowhere. I mean, 
the the 49ers moved up in the draft. They gave up three first round draft picks to draft Trey Lance, and in return they get like I, I you know under a hundred snaps and four and a fourth round pick, which is yeah. which is crazy. Yeah, and one other note that I just saw on Facebook as I'm scrolling through here, uh, Temple Tigers head coach Corey Nix was named Week Two Parker Resources Georgia High School Football Coaching Staff of the Week. There you go. Yeah, congratulations, Coach Nix, man. Well deserved. That's awesome. Way to go. Love to see those accolades. All right. Finally, today in 2022, so last year, a 1952 Mickey Mantle baseball card sells for $12.6 million at an auction, becoming the world's most expensive piece of sporting memorabilia. Hey, Victor Hoblin could buy two of those. Yeah, he could. <laughs> Put me down for two, pal. I want both of them. That's $12.6 million for a baseball card. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Right. Bryce, uh, I know we talked about it at the beginning of the pod, but if if it's a boy band uh, halftime, are you going to watch any of it? No, no. I, will I know not. you're a big fan. I am, dude. I, I like NSYNC. I like Backstreet Boys. I didn't really ever get into 98 Degrees, I don't think. I don't remember. Um, I'll probably watch replays on like Twitter and stuff, but no, that's like, I, I don't. I'm very different from most people, and uh, that's not going to come as a shock to anybody that that listens. No. <laughs> that's not going to come to a shock to so, uh, I, <laughs> of the century. <laughs> when I watch the Super Bowl, I don't I don't like to watch football in a room with people. I like to watch football in my office with the lights off and my door locked. Uh, that way, I can kind of zone in on what I'm watching and understand it, you know, try to understand it a little bit better and analyze it and everything. So when I, when I go to Super Bowl parties, this past Super Bowl was agonizing for me because I was at a work function for the Super Bowl and I got to watch maybe a total of eight total minutes of that. football. Um, it was it was awful. It was the worst Super Bowl I've ever had to live through in my entire life. So I will not be doing that this year. If, if I do have to go to a work function, um, I will lock myself in my hotel room and watch the Super Bowl and not go to a Super Bowl party. But my, my, the halftime is when I get up, go to the bathroom, get a new beverage, get something to eat. That's when I take a break. And, you know, it's kind of the opposite of most people when they watch the Super Bowl. Most people watching the Super Bowl don't pay a ton of attention to the game than to pay attention to the halftime show. So, I mean, I'll watch, I'll watch clips of it live, and then I'll catch, I'll catch the rest of it on Twitter the next day or something. See, I'm, I'm more – I'm going to sit down and watch the entire thing from start to finish and it's tough for me to be able to like i'll get food before and sit down like before kickoff and then i'll watch the entire thing and like maybe like if i have to pee i'll, I'll maybe like run in like during a commercial which i hate missing the commercials too um but it's it's a whole like whole ass party you know i, I want to watch the entire thing so that's that's how I am. I if, try if I, the halftime show if the halftime show is is ish, then yeah, I'll I'll get up and leave. Yeah. But. I try not to eat in the first half because I don't want to ruin a fifty dollar buzz for a five dollar meal. Um, <laughs> that's that's usually my motto. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you got anything else today, I do. I do have one more thing. Talking about halftime performers, uh, the NFL needs to figure out what they're doing and somehow sign Weird Al to be a Super Bowl halftime performer. Because uh, that dude would put on a show to end all shows. Get Weird Al on the halftime show. What are you doing? What are you doing, NFL? Come on. Get him out there. That would be fun. That would That'd be, be fun. Great. great. The show would be amazing. And everybody would hate it. And they'd be like, what is this guy? And they'd be like, shut up. It's Weird Al. And he's amazing. 
Where's the halftime show? Or where's the Super Bowl this year? Uh, no clue, dude. I have, I have, I have no earthly. Eye. Hold on, I have the I have the schedule pulled up right here. I should be able to just scroll over to the right and see it. You would think. Um, it is in it is in Vegas. Oh my god, that's that's gonna be a party. Holy smokes, that is going to be an absolute. Party. Wow. Can we, can we apply for Radio Row now? <laughs> <laughs> We'd have to get the flights in the hotel room comped and everything. <laughs> but yeah, it's out in Vegas. <laughs> no, man. Let's just, we'll sleep in the car. <laughs> <laughs> we'll drive out there. We'll oh sleep my in the God. Car. Drive all the way out to Vegas. Shoot me. No, thank you. I'll stay, I'll stay in Georgia. <laughs> all right. That's it for the morning five. <laughs> Monday, August 28th. Uh, we will talk to you all tomorrow. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors!